Social media had a whirlwind of a 2019, didn't it? From exciting new social media features to fraudulent influencers and fake followers to new algorithm changes and even an emerging player in TikTok. So where's social heading this year? In this episode, I talk about five big macro social media trends that will dominate the landscape in 2020 and what you need to do to take advantage. All that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to Inbound Buzz. My name is Moby Sadiq and thank you for joining me for episode 105. Now, social media. So much crap happened last year, didn't it? In 2019, you had fake likes, influencer gate, you had a TikTok come up, a whole bunch of stuff happened last year, as far as social media goes anyway. So the question arises, where is social media heading in 2020? What are some of the big macro trends that we can expect that will impact the way we connect, engage, um, and try to sell to our customers in 2020? Well, in this episode, I'm going to share six key trends, six key macro trends that we need to consider as we head into 2020 and beyond. The first one is stories. So no big surprise here. Instagram stories, it's it's still increasing, still on the rise. You've got a billion people on that platform, half a billion people using it every day. And stories, of course, you know, if you've been living under a rock, they're 15-second long vertical videos that last for 24 hours and they're gone. Now, as far as stories goes, all platforms are heading towards this. YouTube now even has stories. But before you sort of kind of add that to your to-do list as well, stories on YouTube are reserved only for channels that have reached that 10,000 subscriber threshold. But if you do, then fantastic, great. It's a great way to share polls, ask questions, share image updates, just sort of drip feed content to your audience before you upload your next video. Now, of course, going back to Instagram stories, we're in an age where people don't have time. And stories actually goes completely against the YouTube form of content consumption, which is long form, takes time to consume, takes time to create and produce. And a lot of YouTube creators actually might struggle with the more unedited, raw, you know, footage that is really that the world is trending towards. But the thing is, of course, on Instagram stories, stories in general, it's not hard to produce. The challenge a lot of people have and brands have is, what to produce, how to produce it, because it's actually, I, th I think people overcomplicate things. It's not difficult to create. You don't need lighting. You don't need rigs. You don't even need mics. And stories, for that reason, should be used for a lot of in-the-moment content when you're at an event or a trade show, for example. So for all of our clients, and even for us, when we go to like Inbound in Boston, we have a little bit of a template for every show or conference that that our client or, or we kind of attend or, or go to at feature at, you should have live videos there. You should have behind the scenes content there. You should have sort of slightly higher production videos there where someone is mic'd up and you might do a Q&A or that sort of thing. That should be staple. It should be part and parcel of your event planning because otherwise, you know, what are you spending that time for? Share it with the world. The other thing too with Instagram stories, the only way people can communicate, and this is something brands struggle with a little bit, is via personal messages. It's, it's not like YouTube, Facebook, where you can comment, you have a whole team there. You can be, you know, sort of, you can have a whole team commenting, commenting or replying to the comments rather. 
with comments on Instagram stories, they're all via private messages. So it is a little bit more personal. Personal. It is a bit more one-to-one and the response or the expectation for the response is a lot higher as well, a lot more than YouTube, for example. Now, the second macro trend we're seeing in 2020 is live video. Of course, this has been a topic of the last two, three years and the way we need to approach it is a little bit different in 2020. Facebook Alive has been around. YouTube has has its own version of live and that's been kicking. But on the Instagram side of things, that's where it's really, really interesting, the Instagram live side of things and that's where brands haven't been leveraging it and I think you know should be leveraging live. Um, and it all comes down to some of the unique features of that platform. So of course, again, on Instagram live, it's actually delivered through the stories format. So when you go live, your face shows up at the top of the feed, you have this, you know, really colorful ring around, you know, your your photo, and you have the word live in all caps, right? It really stands out. And more often than not, it's higher up the chain than some of the other stories that are there. So it's another way to stand out as well. You can go live as long as you want to, unlike a story where it's 15 seconds or so. It's vertical, of course. You can bring guests in as well. So you can promote, you can broadcast out to your fans and Instagram makes it so easy for someone to uh, be invited onto that. And then you have this stacked experience where it could be you, a fan or you or a guest and you can have a conversation. It's pretty cool. And it's definitely, uh, I guess, a a channel or a meeting that has gone underutilized in 2019. So, like I sort of said, yes, of course, the videos are 15 seconds. They last for 24 hours. People can view those replays. But this is where you can get a little bit more clever with it. You can actually repurpose those lives into Instagram TV. You've already recorded it in a a, a portrait format, of course. It's already that, that long format. You can save that to your camera roll. You can uh, upload it to your feed. So then all of a sudden, you have a live. You have stories, which last for 24 hours. You uh, upload it as a post. So people can see that first 60 seconds of that post. And then they can go on to Instagram TV and see the rest of it. All of a sudden, you've got four places where that content will live. And it's pretty cool. So the technological limitations that you have actually can play in your favor. People aren't expecting you to have... Because, for example, on YouTube and Facebook, you can connect them to high-end cameras. You can have lower thirds come in. You can have intro music. You can do all of that, but you can't do that with Instagram or someone hasn't found a way to hack it yet. So people are willing to accept that authentic. I mean, they kind of want that. They demand that authentic feel to it. And for brands as well, and their fans rather, that intimacy that you have. So it works well with the brand, but when you have a person or someone that can represent the brand, people can connect with that person, that is a really, really big thing on Instagram Live. For them to be able to interact with their brand or talk to a brand ambassador, someone like that, and have that person call out their name, it's awesome, it's amazing. And that that depth of communication is why it works so well. Okay, on to the third macro trend for social media in 2020, TikTok. So TikTok is, it's a completely different beast. It's snackable content. It's micro content on steroids. When you log on, if you haven't been on this already, I mean, I recommend you just download it just to check it out. Be careful because you could go down like a rabbit hole of four hours of content consumption. When you go onto this thing, there's a main tab, the For You tab. And it's just filled with these 15 to 60 second videos that play one after the other after the other. And it's actually really, really common for people to be on TikTok for two, three, four hours just consuming these micro videos. It's just insane. Now, 
if you know about it, you you know that the type of content that works quite well here is funny content, humor content, um, jokes, gags, and that sort of thing, lip syncing, whatever, dancing. Um, but it is an important channel to watch. It is an emerging channel to watch, just like you know Instagram was years ago, because some big names are already onto this thing. Will Smith, Arnold Schwarzenegger, a lot of people are kind of diversifying their time onto a channel like this. Of course, it's also a vertical video as well. So that's another reason to do more vertical video or do different versions of your video, which I talk about later. My recommendation would be if you already have a big following on some of the other platforms, then experiment with TikTok and watch it closely. And remember, like Instagram, it is a fully contained platform. So there's no way to leave it or link out to things. One thing I will say, even if TikTok is not right for you, and it may never be right for you or your brand, what it should reveal to you is the changing content consumption behavior of users. And this brings me to the next big social media macro trend, and that's snackable content. Because here's the thing, everybody has figured out video works now. Everyone knows it's a mandatory medium to connect and build trust with audiences. So that means there's a lot of noise out there. And what TikTok has done for video is what Uber pretty much did to the taxi industry. People don't have time to wait anymore. As good as video is, we're predicting video views will drop massively in 2020. So understanding that reach is going down and people have waning attention spans, the answer is repurposing and multicasting your video content. Every type of video you have, and by that I mean a video that's topical, addresses a question or a theme, not a why us video, should be cut up and repurposed into shorter versions for every platform that will take it. For example, a 20 minute presentation or an episode could be cut up into short 60 second videos for Instagram. You could take a preview on Instagram and link to the full video on Instagram TV. Of course, you have YouTube as well. Now, on Instagram stories, sure, you could be lazy and just share a snippet that also links to the full version, but here's where multicasting comes into it. At the same time, when you're shooting that video, you should share a behind-the-scenes cut, you know, raw cuts of that content being created on stories. That's real, true, purpose-built content. So essentially, you're creating more videos from one shoot. Now, let's take repurposing to a deeper level. What's working really well for us and our clients is taking existing content like a video or a blog post or even an ebook and repurposing that into snackable carousels or slides. For example, for one of our B2B clients, we might have a video on three key questions to ask candidates at an interview. So awesome, that works well as one piece of content. But now on LinkedIn, I can create slides and take a sentence from each of those three key points and have a slide for each of those that someone can just scroll on their mobile phone or on the LinkedIn newsfeed on the desktop. And we're finding that works really well on Instagram as well via carousels, same type of thing. So it works because it's quick, it's easy, and someone can swipe and consume three, four, five dot points as opposed to watching a two, three minute video. And if you want to see a really good public example of this, follow Neil Patel on Instagram. He's just crushing it right now. The fifth macro trend on social media is influencer marketing budgets will decrease. So according to an analytics firm, Influencer DB, it was revealed that influencer engagement rates are nearing all-time lows. Influencer marketing will be as strong as ever, right? In 2020, that's not going away, but it is under a lot more scrutiny due to the lack of transparency that we've seen, the abundance of fake followers scandals, and honestly, a genuine lack of result attribution, as well as lower levels of consumer trust. We don't just 
we don't we don't just fall for these posts anymore with an influencer promoting some brand of shampoo or something. We, we, we're a little bit more skeptical, but we are seeing the industry adapt accordingly and changes are happening. One market response, according to Logan Paul, is that brands will find more perfect partners through market research and better alignment of values. This is one of those that is, it sounds so common sense, right? But unfortunately, brands have done this to death where they think, okay, awesome, this person is roughly in the industry we want to target. They're roughly the same age group as our personas. Let's just leverage off their reach and get the message out there. But businesses now realize that there needs to be a better match between their intrinsic values and those of the influencers that they're working with. With that, another trend is long-term influencer relationships will become the norm rather than contracting on a campaign-by-campaign basis. This makes sense for the brand as the association appears more genuine and transparent and as well as for the influencer as well it gives the influencer more integrity and less likely to appear as someone who just prostitute their soul for the highest bidder right will this long-term relationship trend signal a downward trend for the use of micro influencers or citizen influencers as they call them you know people who might have low thousand like the low thousands of followers or one thousand two thousand three thousand followers I don't know. I don't think the answer is black and white. I think it will in some industries and it's going to vary in other industries. But what I do know that there will be an increased focus on transparency and a focus on data and technology to help a more informed and accountable process for influencer marketing. Now, what this means in other words is platforms like Tribe and some of the other big ones out there and specialist influencer agencies will need to do a better job at demonstrating transparency and attribution to results before brands pull out the checkbooks for them. The other thing to consider is because social reach is down in general, remember it's down for your influencers as well. And because they more often than not have to disclose paid partnerships, and you'll see this in posts where it says paid partnerships with brand ABC, those posts won't get a lot of reach either because it's not in the best interest of those platforms to promote these paid sponsorships and stuff, right? So you're going to be getting less bang for your buck. So at the same time, you should be paying them less. And it's one of those things where you may need to look for more influencers. So on one side, there's those deeper long-term relationships. And on the other side, it's finding a high quantity of micro-influencers. And finally, for influencer marketing, and this one is less of a response or prediction and more of a recommendation, is the increased use of employees and customers as advocates. And I like this because see, their enthusiasm, knowledge, and authenticity is likely to make up for this smaller reach. Utilizing employees especially, I feel is untapped and underleveraged in general when it comes to content creation. And it's a shame because real people are real people. So that trust and authenticity comes across a lot more when you do use your stuff. So that's my big five macro trends for social media in 2020. We discussed stories, we discussed live video and using Instagram more there, TikTok as a good one to watch, creating snackable content, repurposing and multi-shooting or multicasting and influencer marketing as well, and what that means for your brand. So if you think there's any I've missed, please hit me up at Moby Sadiq on Twitter, via email, moby at redpandas.com.au and keep the conversation going on LinkedIn where I'm very active. On that note, thank you for listening. Hope you learned something and got something out of that. And I'll join you again for another episode of Inbound Buzz. 
Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.